is good and all the time. Everlasting Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your faithfulness, your love, your compassion, your hand, your outstretched arm that has remained ever present in our lives. The Bible says in the book of Lamentations 3, it says, Had it not been for the Lord who was on our side, we would have been consumed. Therefore, Lord, we are not ignorant of the things that you have done and still doing in our lives. And therefore, Father, with grateful hearts, we say thank you. Thank you for the privilege to gather here, O God, both online and on site, to receive the word of life, which is able to build us up, to give us an inheritance among them who are sanctified. That, Lord, O God, in heaven, even as we go into your word, Father, we pray for light. The Bible said that the entrance of your word bringeth light, and that light giveth understanding. Father God in heaven, your word will make no meaning except we understand. And therefore, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence in our midst. Make the complex simple. Let our faith arise that we will receive that which you have in store for us. And your name be glorified, O God. Even as I speak, O God in heaven, empty me of self. Speak through me, O God, and let thy name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. God is good, and all the time, God is good. Amen. Every time I get the privilege to share the word of God, I don't take it lightly, mainly because um, just like Apostle Paul will say, I consider myself to be the least qualified person, but in God's infinite mercy he found me worthy to do so this morning and so this morning we're carrying on from what um, we were looking at last week for those who were able to join us for service last week we're looking at the topic manifesting God's promises through testimonies praise God manifesting God's promises through testimonies and today is the part two of that same passage and our anchor text our anchor text is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 78, Psalms chapter 78 from verses 1 to 8, Psalms chapter 78 from verses 1 to 8, and I read, Give ear, O my people, to my law, incline your ears to my words of my mouth. Praise God. Just to give a context here, this was not God speaking, but it was the people of Asaph speaking to the people of Israel. Hallelujah. And here the verse 1 says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable, and I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. Hallelujah. If you're um, reading with your Bible physically, I want you to highlight the verse 3. It says, Which we have heard which we have known and our fathers have told us. Verse 4, it says, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generations to come the praises of the Lord, his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. Verse 6, that the generations 
to come might know them. The children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright, and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Hallelujah. And the second anchor text is just one verse. The book of Isaiah chapter 8 verse 16, I put two variations there. First, the New King James, it says, Bind up the testimony and seal the law among my disciples. Hallelujah. The Living Bible says, Write down all these things I am going to do. Hallelujah, says the Lord, and seal them up for the future. Entrust them to some godly men to pass on down to godly men of future generations. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Last week, we began to look at what is a testimony. Hallelujah. What is a testimony? And I said that a testimony or testimonies are personal accounts of the manifestation of the power of God which validate or give credence to the integrity of God regarding his promises. Hallelujah. It is what? A personal. Testimonies are personal. It's someone's review of the abilities of God. And yesterday, I, or last week, I said that it was almost like a scenario of putting God on trial. And we had a jury. And people who were called to give witness that would now decide, is this man God truly what he says and is he capable of doing what he said he would do? And I said that testimonies are a personal account of the manifestation of the power of God which validate or give credence to the integrity of God regarding his promises. Praise God. And the word testimony from the Hebrew or from the Latin word means testis. In other words, to give a witness. Hallelujah. To give a personal account. To give a personal account. It is very, very key that we capture this idea in our minds. That the essence of testimony is to give a personal witness. What has God done for you? You claim that your God is the only true God. You claim that your God is the all-powerful, all-knowing, the impossibility specialist. But the question now is, what has this God done for you? Can you tell me what he has done that will convince me to abandon my God and follow your God? Hallelujah. You know, yesterday I was on a fellowship and we're looking at the life of Daniel. Praise God. And it came to pass that by the time Daniel and the three Hebrew boys had put God on display, the Bible said that and King Nebuchadnezzar said that of a truth, the God of Daniel Daniel, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are the one true God. And going from now on, we must worship his God. Hallelujah. And the reality of it is this. The days that we are in, God is eager to display, to prove his integrity through you and through me. Hallelujah. God is eager to put his... God is eager 
to put his testimony or to put his abilities on display through you and through me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And we said here that the nature of testimonies is that it proves the nature of God and the integrity of God. Hallelujah. That the nature of testimony is such that it proves the nature of God and the integrity of God. In other words, the Bible says that what? What is integrity? Integrity simply implies what you say you are is who you are. Praise God. You are not two-faced. You are either, you are not hot nor cold. If you say you are this, you are exactly what you say you are. And the Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, it says, for I am the Lord and I change not. Hallelujah. And I recall I gave a scripture that says in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12 verse 10. Romans chapter 12, 10, sorry, Romans 10 verse 12. And the Bible says that what? That before God there is neither Jew nor Greek, but the same God is rich to everyone that calls upon him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said secondly that testimonies are prophetic. Praise God. Testimonies are a proof of what God is willing to do. You know, in the course of my study, I came to understand that even in the Old Testament, the root word for testimony implies do again. Praise God. The root word for testimony is what? To do again, to repeat again. And that is why God was saying, excuse me, in that Psalm 78 that we read, that the acts of God must be taught to their children and to their children's children. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <coughs> now, Revelation chapter 19 verse 10 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. He said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. And the angel said, Worship God for what? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Praise God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. For those who might be joining us just now, the title of my sermon is Manifesting God's Promises Through Testimonies. And here the angel was speaking to Apostle John and he said that you must worship God for because... The testimony of Jesus Christ. In other words, what is the testimony of Jesus Christ? Anything that Jesus has done, praise God. Anything that the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus brings in the life of one is what God is able to do in the life of many. Praise God. Revelation chapter 12, it says, For we overcame him. By the blood and the words of our what? Testimony. In other words, that blood here simply implies that everything the blood has obtained for the believer is a proof of what God is willing to do in the life of anybody who believes. In other words, God is not biased. So long as you abide by the principles and the dictates of the faith, you will receive what God has promised. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And lastly, I said that testimonies can be replicated once the principles are understood. Praise God. 
testimonies can be replicated. Remember I said that testimonies in the Old Testament, the word testimony got its root word from the meaning do again. Do again. And I want to say to someone that is watching me this morning that perhaps you, are, you have come to that place where you are wondering, can God really do what the scripture is saying? My answer to you is yes. Yes, because the Bible says that God is the same yesterday. He's the same today and he's the same forevermore. In other words, if God was able to part the Red Sea, there is nothing too difficult for him to do in your life. Your challenge does not intimidate God. Praise God. In other words, God does not have to consult with anybody on what to do or on how to solve your problem. The Bible said that in him all things consist. There is nothing too difficult for this God to do. And my responsibility this morning is to present to you a God who is able to do more than you can ever think, ask or imagine. So long as you're willing to believe in the testimony of others. Because what God has done for one, he's more than able to do for any. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so for today, in the short time that we have, we are looking at why are testimonies important? Praise God. Why then are testimonies important? Because if we understand this principle, then we have something to hold on to. That when we approach the throne of grace, it was almost like the story of Jacob. Jacob, the Bible recommends that the moment he began to wrestle with the angel, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Praise God. Because he understood the nature of this God that the Bible said at what? When he saw the portals, that the angels were ascending and descending, he said, God is in this place and I knew it not. And therefore, if God is in this place, I must receive that which only God can do. Praise the Lord. So why are testimonies important? The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 20, Acts chapter 4 verse 20, that the apostles were brought to the Sanhedrin. In other words, they were brought to the high court of where the priest or the high priest were located or the, or the scribes, those who were the keepers of the law. And the Bible recommends that they told Peter and John that do not again speak in the name of this Jesus. And they began to beat them and compel them not to speak of Christ again. But the Bible said that and Peter and John received boldness and they said, for we cannot but speak of the things which we have seen and which we have heard. In other words, when it comes to the context of testimonies, as a believer, we cannot help but speak of the things which we have seen, which our hands have handled. Hallelujah. In other words, that what God has done for you is your obligation to open your mouth and speak to the people of God of what God has done. Because we understand that once God has done something for us, we cannot but help but speak what he has done. Hallelujah. Now you go into the book of Acts chapter 4. Why are testimonies important? Acts chapter 4 verse 32. Oftentimes we share this scripture um, along the lines of sharing what we have 
In other words, sharing our material resources. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4 verse 32. Now the Bible says here that the moment the people received Jesus and they believed in the gospel, that the Bible said that what? They sold all they had and they what? Distributed all that they had. And the verse 32 says that now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. He said, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own because they had all things in common. Hallelujah. In other words, why are testimonies important? It is important because the moment you share your testimony, you are encouraging others to believe God for the same. Praise God. The moment you share your testimonies, you are creating an expectation in the hearts of others to believe God for the same. And I dare to say this, every need you have, anything you are seeking God for, there is a testimony that God had done it for somebody else. I will say it again. Anything that you are trusting God for, there is a testimony, either in scripture or in real life, to prove that God has not only the ability to, to do it, but that he has done it in the life of somebody else. And so when the scripture says that they had all things in common, in other words, God wants to do it for others. And the moment you share your testimony with others, you have created or you have set in motion that spirit of prophecy. And by nature of prophecies, they would fulfill themselves so long as we apply the principles therein. Praise God. And I said it last week that any testimony you do not believe, you have no right to receive the same experience. Praise God. Any testimony that you do not believe, you have no right to partake in the experience. What do I mean? Oftentimes, people come to church and they share testimonies that ordinarily it will seem to you like a lie. Why don't you believe God? Because the truth be told, had the scriptures not existed and somebody told you, that God parted the Red Sea for people to pass, would you have believed it? Praise God. But really and truly, it did happen. And God did it for his people. Now, figuratively speaking, it may not happen in this day and time because God can only do what he needs to do to ensure that his purpose is fulfilled. However, what I'm trying to capture here is that principle of impossibility that there is nothing impossible for God to do there is nothing impossible for this God to do in other words anything I will say it again anything you are desiring God for whether it be for a healing whether it be for a spouse whether it be for a child or for your visa or your immigration whatever it is there is a testimony of what God did in the life of somebody else. And the moment you receive that testimony and you believe it, you have put yourself in line to receive the same thing. And so it is only wise that you begin to what? Seek for testimonies. 
Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says in that um, revelation, sorry, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 16, it says what? Bind up my testimonies. Hallelujah. The essence was to preserve the testimonies such that it is able to be told from generations to generations in order to create that system of prophecy where God is able to fulfill the promises that he has made to his children. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So then, why are testimonies important? Why are testimonies important? Why are testimonies important? Why are testimonies important? Number one, it stirs up faith in the heart of the unbelieving. Praise God. Testimonies create faith in the heart of the unbelieving. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible gives us a record of people who on account of faith received something that ordinarily was impossible for God to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because the Bible says what? Look at what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2. I'll start from Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1 and 2. The Bible says for what? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It says for what? For by it the elders obtained what? A good testimony. Hallelujah. In other words, if you are going to receive a testimony, you would need to have faith in your heart. Why? Because Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, For by faith, praise God, for but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that God is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek God. Therefore, if it's a testimony that you seek, faith must be present in your heart. Praise God. And I like this passage, Hebrews 11 verse 32. Hebrews 11 verse 32. And the writer says, What more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who what? Through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, and what? Obtained promises. Hallelujah. And obtained promises. Hallelujah. And obtained promises. If you are going to receive the promise of God, you will need to have a testimony to back it up. Praise God. You know, one of the things that I do for our children, now me and my wife, we agreed that what you do for one, you must do for others. Praise God. And for instance, my son will have the iPad. And my daughter will see that, why is Jesse having the iPad and I, and I have none? And she will begin to cry for her own. The same principle applies with God. Because the truth is, if God could give Hannah, a barren woman, a child... And the Bible is saying that God is not partial. That whoever comes to him believing must receive that which they ask of God. Then you have a testimony to go before God and say, God, no. Except you are partial. Except you are two-faced. 
then if you had what it takes to do for one, then you are obliged to do the same for me. Praise God. And that's why I say that faith, testimonies, stir up faith in the heart of the unbelieving. That so long as you have a testimony that God, this person, this lady, this brother believed you and this is what they said you did. You must do the same for me because God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are you trusting God for a job? Look at the testimony of someone that testified of how they had no job and God made a way. Are you trusting God for healing? Look for a testimony of how God healed a disease because the reality of it is this. Any testimony you hear, praise God, any testimony you hear is a proof that God wants to do the same for you. Praise God. I'm not sure you heard me. I will say it again. Any test, you know, many times we believe things happen by coincidence. Praise God. Oftentimes we believe in the principle of coincidence. But, you know, a wise man once said that coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Praise God. Coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. In other words, if we believe that nothing happens just like that, then you must begin to understand that any testimony God allows you to hear is a proof of what he can do in your life. Praise God. Any testimony you hear, because I want you to understand this. The Bible says that the Lord orders the steps of the righteous. Praise God. In other words, nothing happens to the believer by mistake. God is fully aware of what is going on. And so if God allows you to hear a testimony, it's a proof and a reminder or a validation that he wants to do the same for you. Because oftentimes as Christians, we have this impression that it's all about me. No. That challenge you went through and God delivered you from is for you to share to others that they may believe God for the same. Praise God. I remember times when I had immigration issues. Praise God. And God saw me through. But I understood fully well that at every point in time, I must point people to what God did in my life. And if God is to do it for me, I'm not special. If God could do it for me, then he can do it for you. Praise the Lord. Number two. Number two. Why are testimonies important? Testimonies ensure perseverance in the place of prayer. Praise God. Testimonies ensure perseverance in the place of prayer. Praise God. You know, the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 18, because Jesus does not waste his words. Praise God. Jesus cannot waste his words. The Bible says that what? One jot of his word will not fall to the ground except it fulfills the purpose for which it was spoken. And Luke chapter 18 verse 1, it says, Men ought to always pray and not what? Lose heart. In other words, men ought to always pray and not give up. 
It is not the will of God that we get tired in the place of prayer. It is not the will of God that you and I give up in the place of prayer. That you are saying, perhaps, it is not the will of God to do this for me after all. No. But you see, what would preserve, what would keep us from not giving up is to have a testimony, is to have a proof. It's almost like you have a receipt before God or a picture. Remember we said that testimony is to give witness. Praise God. And whenever you put somebody on the stand, one of the things that the judges will ask for is for evidence. Show me a graphical evidence to show that this person committed the crime for which he's here for. Praise God. In other words, in the place of prayer, we are supposed to come before God with a testimony, with a proof and say, God, Hannah was barren and you gave her a child. My case cannot be different. Praise God. Hannah, or for instance, in the place of blind Bartimaeus, he was blind, but he began to see. Perhaps anybody is under blindness. That is a testimony to hold before God and say, Lord, you must answer me. I will not let you go until you bless me. Because I have a proof of you have done it for somebody before. And then you must do it for me. I tell you, my brother and my sister, God is not partial. God is not biased. God is not a racist. What God will do for Mr. A is what he will do for Mr. B. If God can do it here in the West... God can do it in Africa. If God can do it in Africa, it can happen here in the West. God is not geographically biased. Absolutely not. Because the Bible says that what? What God is able to do, he will do forever. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. What God will do for one, he will do for you. Praise God. The Bible says in Colossians 4 verse 2, it says what? Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant, and in it with what? Thanksgiving. Praise God. It takes testimony. It takes, assuming God has not done it before, then we can give up to say perhaps, oh well, it's not possible. Assuming we have no record of what he has done before, then we can say perhaps it is not the will of God. And this is why you see the importance of testimony. That God was saying, bind up the testimony. Seal up my law amongst my disciples. Because my testimonies, the acts of what I've done, must be kept from generations to generations. Praise the Lord. Number three. Why are testimonies important? It's I said that, that what it preserves the move of God in the midst of his people. Praise God. It preserves the move of God in the midst of his people. I tell you this. One of the greatest ways to kill a move of God is to not speak of what God is doing. Praise God. I'll say it again. One of the ways to kill the move of God 
is to stop declaring what God is doing. Go and look at the revival that happened of old. Why did it stop? At some point in time, people stopped declaring of what God is able to do. Isn't it ironic that in this land where the revival started, that brought about missionaries going to Africa to speak of the things of God that brought about salvation, that we are now the ones here to speak of what God is doing. Praise God. Remember I said, any time, one of the quickest ways to kill a move of God is to cease declaring what God is doing. I remember I was speaking to a colleague of mine at work, and I said, and we're speaking, and she said, oh, my mom is a Christian. And I said, so why aren't you a Christian? And she said, oh, my parents allowed us to do whatever we want. Praise God. And what did the Bible say in the book of Psalm chapter 78? Praise God. It said, and for he established a testimony in Jacob. He appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded what? Command. A command is not an option. It's a must. It's an obligation. It says, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children that the generations to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children. Praise the Lord. Therefore, if we want to preserve the move of God in our midst, where God is constantly doing the things that he is doing, we must constantly share our testimonies. You know, oftentimes, Christians love to be modest, to say, oh, you know what? What God has done for me, I don't want to share it so that I won't have enemies come to me. But the reality of it is this. What God can give, God is able to keep. Praise God. Isn't it funny that God is the one who did it? You are trying to use human wisdom to keep it. Praise God. I say it again. What God is able to give, he is also what? Able to keep. So my encouragement to you is this, because oftentimes we say, oh, I don't want to share it so that people don't envy me. My only caveat is this. You must always share your testimonies among the brethren. Not among those who are not believers, no. But what? Among the brethren. Because you are creating that spirit of prophecy amongst the people such that God is able to move in the midst of his people. What God is able to give, God is able to keep. Praise God. And so if God gave you that child, who told you it's your wisdom that will preserve the child? Praise God. Praise God. What God is able to give, God is able to keep. The beauty of God is this, that the enemy may try, but he will not prevail. Because the Bible said at what? And he made an open show of the devil. Praise God. Now, why was Jesus manifested that he might destroy the works of the wicked? Praise God. And as I round up, how are testimonies relevant today? How are testimonies relevant today? 
Just yesterday, they announced that the coronavirus has mutated. And when I heard the first minister make the announcement, he said that there is no, in summary, that there is no guarantee that this vaccine will prevent you from the new mutated virus. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the reality of this is this. Why are testimonies relevant today? Is because if God was able to preserve the children of Israel in the days of the plague, God is able to preserve you and I today. Hallelujah. And therefore, we must do what? We must remember. That's why I said, how are testimonies relevant today? We must be a people who remember the faithfulness of God. We must be a people who are able to recall and reflect on the faithfulness of God. Look at what Psalm David said in the book of Psalm 77 from 6 to 9. Psalm 77. The Bible says from verse 6 to 12, it says, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart and my spirit makes what? Diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Look at what David said. And he said, and I said in my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Hallelujah. I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. If he did it before, he will do it again. Verse 11 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and talk of your, of your deeds. If God will always be visiting those who are capable of remembering his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Because if you read that passage downwards, it began to say, but God visited his people with anguish because they forgot his deeds. Hallelujah. Testimonies are relevant because they are a proof of what God is willing to do. But if only we would constantly remember in his faithfulness. And so my encouragement of hope is this. Irrespective of the news we hear, what will keep you and I in this day and the days ahead is our ability to remember what God did in 2020. Praise God. That from January up until today, God kept you. Who told you he will not keep you in 2021? Praise God. If you are able to remember, if you are able to remember, if you are able to remember the faithfulness of God, he is obliged to remain faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now look at what the quote of Pope John Paul II said. Sorry, Pope John Paul V, he said, he said, the modern man, the modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. I'll say it again. The modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than teachers. And he says, 
if he does listen to teachers, it is because they are what? Witnesses. Praise God. In other words, those who are witnesses of the testimony or those who bear witness to the mighty acts of God will always secure the attention of many because these are the days where people are no longer interested in theory. They want to see practically what God is doing. Hallelujah. These are the days where people are no longer interested in theory. They want to see firsthand what God is doing in my life and in your life. And if we are going to retain the acts of God in our lives, we must be willing to speak of the things that God is doing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the reality of it is this. No matter how God is willing to bless, he would only bless those who are his. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, it says that with mouth confession is made unto righteousness and with the heart man believes unto salvation. My introduction to you this morning is this. Do you have Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Because if that is not your reality, no matter how fantastic I have presented God to you, he's limited to act because the reason he acts on our behalf is not because of who we are, is not because of what we have done, but it's because of the sacrifice of Jesus. That is why we say that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. That when Christ beholds me, he sees Jesus and the sacrifice of what he has done. And so if you would want to make that decision with me, why don't you open your mouth this morning and say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day, you rose again. I confess myself as a sinner. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood as I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you have said that prayer with me this morning, allow me to say congratulations. You are now in the family of the beloved. And I pray, and it's our prayer for us, all of us here in the house of place of victory, Swansea, that the Lord would prove himself faithful in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come to us this morning. Lord, O oh God in heaven, we ask that you would preserve this word in our hearts, that the issues of life will not choke it up. But Lord, let it bear fruit in us, O oh God, fruits worthy of your praise. In Jesus' mighty name, I've prayed. Amen.